Ricky, let me see you. All right, we're live. Welcome to day three market day show. As you see, as usual, we have guests today. And uh, let me episode uh, thirty-five. Yeah, it's thirty-five finally. And I uh, just want to give, give a quick shout out to everybody out there. Just stay safe, right? Because uh, Malaysia cases went up to like six thousand, crazy. Never happened before. So yeah, you know, whatever it is, stay safe and stay home. You know. And uh, today we're going to talk about a very interesting topic, which is we have a very interesting guest. Just now, you know, at the backstage, we were having so much discussion and we were learning so much from from Krishna. And you know, seriously, if you want to talk about not just digital marketing, in fact, Krishna has worked on so many different marketing platforms. So later there will be a giveaway, quick one. So uh, when it comes to the time, then we will pull out that question and see whether you know anyone who gets the answer right will have uh, will get to spend an hour with Krishna. And basically, today we're going to talk about custom acquisition, which is a very important thing. So basically, if you have any questions regarding custom acquisition via digital marketing platforms and all that, please feel free to post your questions in the comment section. And later on, uh, we're going to have uh, Krishna coming up. And if you're watching this, right, say hi. Chiwai is the first one. Yo, what's up, Chiwai? You ready to win something in another one-hour session with Krishna? <laughs> because, yeah, finally, right, okay, lah, just for you, Chiwai, you know, we just want to make sure that hopefully, you know, we will have more giveaways for you guys are more, more often, okay, now. Okay, so today, we have Krishna. Krishna is a very special guest that has a, wear a lot of hats and he's really crazy experience in a lot of things. But I don't want to take this limelight because he is actually Manfred's guest. So Manfred, do us an honor to please share with us, please introduce our guest today before we bring him up. Krishna actually helps in my project and uh, he's the go-to person if you have anything in doubt. I uh, am very grateful for him uh, to uh, appear in our show today to share his uh, valuable uh, knowledge. Uh, he, he He's really an all-rounder, one of the rare people that almost you ask anything about digital marketing, he can actually give you uh, a lot of advice. That's and, a very, uh, very serious uh, compliment from coming uh, from Manfred. <laughs> Marketing automation, yeah. mobile app install, e-commerce, even especially Facebook also. Uh, UAC, universal ad campaign, app store search ads, and many, many things. Huh? So basically, so I finally managed to get him. Uh, and uh, one, one interesting thing is his background and mine is quite similar. But of course, he has more variety than me. Let him go and share with you later on. So, uh, Without further ado, Krishna, you take over. Welcome, welcome, Krishna. Please share with us a little bit about thank your you for background. Having me. You know, yeah. yeah, thank sure, you for sure, sure. joining us. Uh, thank you for having me today. Um, well, uh, to start with, uh, today I'm running a digital marketing agency, actually a marketing agency. We specialize in digital and offline advertising, and uh, we obviously consult clients for marketing automation. Uh, I've been doing this since December 2019. Uh, However, for going through my career, actually, I'm a double grad. I'm a grad in electronics, 2005. Uh, I started my digital career, or rather my advertising career in 2011 after doing my master's in business administration with consulting as a practice. Um, majority of my 10 years of advertising career has been in agencies. Um, I worked with agencies like Group M, all regional focused clients, uh, high spending, high budget, multi-channel uh, clients. And then I moved on to Tensu. Uh, I've, was there for about six months in 2017 and after that i got an opportunity to work for a startup they were cd steve and i joined i was leading their marketing team in singapore and uh, i was with them until they ipo'd um, and i was there for four months before i decided to start on my own 
Yeah, uh, from an expertise perspective, I would say metrics, digital advertising, planning and execution, goal setting, um, KPI formulation, offline marketing. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot you can ask me about. Uh, just uh, fire your questions. Uh, tell me yeah. the category you want. Your guys, yes, yeah, already kind of like throw the challenge to you guys. If you have any questions regarding we'll managing, we'll we'll first, <laughs> I can already see quite a few angles that we can grill a little bit. Like first thing first, how do we actually get high paying paying clients? That's one thing. You know, not easy. You know, to a lot of people. And second thing is, how do we actually manage client in a different way? Because uh, we have a lot of agency people here. Like Chiwa is one of them. So basically, we all have constant problem about you know. All these these are the common challenges. So, guys, any questions? Very specific, even to your campaign specific, right? Fire them up, fire them up. So, yes. I want to fire up with the first question, Chris. Now, you see, when it comes to digital channels, right? To be frank, to a lot of people, they are kind of like not sure because, uh, especially those businesses coming from a conventional uh, background, right? To them, it's kind of like digital. First thing first is totally kind of like a totally foreign language to them, and uh, when they want to start. They really don't know which channel will be the first one. So the, my our first question to you here is this: you know, how do we, how 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 can we help a business effectively identify um, which digital channels to use? You know, in order to kickstart their presence. Very good question. I usually start by looking at where the conversion happens, uh, whether it's a website or it's a mobile app, because these two inherently mean different things, right? That's part one. So let's keep it simple. Let's say the conversion happens on website. The part number two, which I usually ask my clients is, are you a new category? Let's say if you're an innovative brand or innovative solution where there's not enough data and you're trying to create, maybe think about Grab like long time ago, right? So if you're a new category, it's really hard. But assume you're just doing digital transformation, there is a category which is available. I would say the first place I go for is usually search without a shadow of talk. That's your first channel to go to. Uh, it's very simple. Uh, no matter which country you look at, when it comes to media index, uh, you can look at reports from e-marketers and Statista. Search is the number one behavior when people want to discover a new solution or they have a need, followed by every other channel. right? And search is also unique because it's a full-page marketing, meaning the customer is telling you, hey, I have a need. right? Mm. So you can show your ad uh, depending on the right keyword and take them to your site, and hopefully there's a conversion. So that's your first channel. That's your uh, answer to which is the first channel. Okay, yeah. so when it comes no, to the channels, yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry, please, please no, go ahead. No, 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 I actually know what's the second question. There are certain cases where SCM will not work, for sure. So let's take an example of, uh, so I'm working for a guy who sells automated laundry, by the way. Now, automated sorry, laundry, automated, automated laundry, laundry. All right. right? So remember yeah. how we, in Singapore, we use poles to hang our clothes. So automated laundry is relatively new, right? So is you know a lot of people still don't know about automated laundry so they don't really type for it they are still typing keywords like where can i buy a bamboo pole or how to dry my clothes when it's raining for example right so in a way SEM doesn't work so much so that's where you add on extra channels so when you when you think about adding on extra channels there's two which is easily available to every other brand without fail you have google display network and you have facebook so I kind of consider Facebook and Google Display Network kind of equivalent, except that Facebook obviously has social elements to it. You can react, you can comment, you can have direct messages come in, which is not possible in Google Display Network. However, if you have an ad, which is a video, you can use YouTube advertising. It works brilliantly. 
and uh, you know in youtube you have uh, ad sequencing campaign facility meaning you can show a uh, message one followed by message two followed by message three only if the customer engages with them now if you wanted to do the same thing on facebook it's not available to most advertisers oh. it's only available to advertisers who have a reach and frequency so when you create, create try to create a campaign you have two types of campaigns you can create an auction based and the other one is reach and frequency it's a special drop down if you have a reach and frequency option available to you then you can do ad ad sequency and that's only available for a reach and frequency campaign not for a conversion campaign so right. i would say these are the two places you go for of course if you're b2b linkedin is your go to place uh, of course if you're looking for intellectual kind of uh, audiences you might want to try twitter uh, that's a great place to find developers or uh, people who are more intellectually bent uh, about sharing stuff so twitter is great uh, again i haven't tried for all categories for, but for developer it works brilliantly I just want to quickly, quickly, uh, uh, you know, uh, bring up a, a kind of like a discussion, and it happens to a lot of businesses right now. Uh, because to be frank, having one channel is not enough. But probably because you see, I want to actually look at the behavior. You see, like when let's say for example, when I look for some business, um, I will probably would actually have um, you know before I decide to buy. Yes, I found you on Google, and then I decided that okay, you looks quite pretty cool and i probably will go to yeah. your facebook and check out whether this guy is for real or not so it's like right. um, we always we always believe that in a way right you need to have a combination of uh, platform so if if right. somebody who is really new do you, i mean it's based on what you were discussing just now facebook and google will be a good one to start and what about linked yeah. uh, what about linkedin or instagram or maybe even youtube so, so how uh, how should we play I... with all this yeah so when I say Facebook, uh, apologies. When I say Facebook, I automatically include Instagram because they essentially use the same platform to, to just choose a placement. So the only difference between Facebook and Instagram is just the placement, and you can control it from the same interface. So when I say Facebook, please uh, kindly take it as an extension of both. Yeah. Now to your question, uh, usually yes, people discover by search. Uh, however, they might look for social proof on Facebook, but I haven't found that to be true all the time uh when i say i haven't found it to be true let me um, explain a little bit more so let's look at the algorithms uh, let's look at the algorithm on google let's look at the algorithm on facebook what these algorithms essentially do for you especially when you're doing a conversion focused campaign they're looking for elements which uh, kind of uh, guarantee them that there's a conversion going to happen because the algorithm needs to make money at the end of the day right it doesn't just need to serve the purpose of the customer it also needs to uh, make a sell for you so consider this laundry example, right? When it comes to Facebook, as I mentioned, there's not, this is a new category. Maybe you have like six brands in Singapore selling automated laundry, just as an example, right? Uh, Google actually has much more data compared to Facebook when it comes to conversion. So Google is far more capable to actually find your buying client as compared to Facebook for the same dollar, to be honest. Uh, why? Again, this is very simple. Because uh, ultimately, as I mentioned, the first behavior people exhibit is search behavior. And almost every e-commerce store relies on the website, meaning they're almost always running a Google or a Shopify pixel on it. Uh, so Facebook doesn't really have uh, as much information as Google does. So this is where I really, really believe that you must do SEN and I've tested it on data. Once you hit up, so I, I don't know if you know about the response saturation. So it looks like a half moon curve. So as you start investing more money into a channel, what would happen is an incrementally large amount of money does not give you 
enough returns. So at that particular point, you have to ultimately start doing Facebook or uh, other channels anyways. So the judgment of whether to invest in upper funnel or not upper funnel, I would say display kind of activity should be based on your response curve instead of uh, you know saying that, hey, let's invest in both. Right. Mm -hmm. and, uh, finally, if you are a legit business on Google, let's say, right? Might as well list a business property, um, Google My Business property, and ask your customers to give you reviews. Right. You know, so that's equivalent to social proof that you might uh, be seeking on Facebook or Instagram. True, true. I would definitely agree with that. You know, so yeah. Thank, 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 thank you so much for the very detailed explanation because it kind of gave a lot of people some better clarity. Because to be frank, coming from one of our audiences, the digital run SD also has very similar question. I mean, but he was really coming from the startup point where when you were starting up your digital agency, you were saying that you started in 2019, right? So uh, he's asking which platform do you focus on on promoting your business? You know, whether so uh, on top I of what about? So this is embarrassing. Actually, I recently developed my website in April, and at the moment, I'm using LinkedIn and Search. That's it. I don't right. use Facebook at all. Um, and actually, I've been blessed quite a bit, so I get referrals quite often. So Manfred, I got connected to Manfred by a referral. I got connected to other clients as a referral. So you know, I realized that okay, this is a point when I need to actually rely on my own skills. So I recently started writing blogs. I recently started outreach on LinkedIn. Um, I I don't really believe in Facebook so much because uh, what Facebook doesn't have for me, like if I'm trying to acquire a client, I actually want to see if he's a decision maker, right? Right. So I can't tell on Facebook if the person I'm engaging with is a legit uh, business decision maker. Or the amount of budget he has whereas on linkedin i can look at uh, company growth rates i can look at uh, other stuff i can even audit his property so just using basic tools i can audit uh, if he's got his conversion pixels up and running on his website i can pretty much uh, guesstimate the amount of traffic he's getting and stuff like that using SEMrush or stuff like that so to be honest i find linkedin to be a better channel uh, for the kind of customers i want to acquire uh, facebook is like a bloodbath at the moment you know so you've yeah. got a lot of ads going on Facebook. Um, so it's very hard to distinguish between, uh, you know, agency A versus agency B. You know? yeah, I want to link this back to our topic today, which is talking about yeah. customer acquisition. Because to be frank, yeah. we are still stuck at the first, first. I mean, not to say stuck, we are still, you know, at this first topic over here, which is, I think it's a very important insight coming from Krishna over here. Because you see, uh, you want to really know where your, hang, where your clients hang out. And then, uh, you know, and, and have building a presence should be not just about your own feel good that ah, I, I like Facebook, I want to build this because I like to build this. You know, you want to go there because you, you, you must understand why are you doing it. It's like, I always, uh, uh, I probably will put this this way where you need to always have that end in mind when you're starting out. So you must know why are you doing the, the, this thing. That's a very good insight. Thank you so much. And thanks, ST, for the, for the question. Now, I want to bring it up to the next question, which is, you kind of touch base on that, you know. How do we how do we judge? How do we let's say when we are trying out on different uh, platforms? Let's say if uh, somebody who's really, is really new to digital and uh, they were starting with maybe Google and Facebook and maybe a few, uh, how do we how do we see? Is there a pattern that we can judge that you know to decide okay this is working or this is not? How how should we look at the whole thing? So uh, to make this uh, conversation and understanding easy, let's uh, take it one by one. So. 
uh, let's say we are trying to judge conversion campaigns, meaning your end goal is acquisition, number one. Number two, let's uh, spread it by channel. So let's say you're going to search engine marketing, for example, right? Uh, for search engine marketing is really simple. You can't, um, of course, you've got a search planner, which will tell you what's the estimated cost per click or so on and so forth. But ultimately, when you actually run your campaigns, you get uh, an auction insight on your uh, Google dashboard, which tells you who else is competing against you. That will already tell you if you're getting a bigger impression ratio or not, right? And your GA is going to tell you the conversion rate. So in my opinion, what I've seen for e-commerce categories, uh, 1%, 2% category uh, conversion rate is great, right? So for search engine marketing, you want to make sure you have sufficient impression share and you're getting click-throughs. It's very hard to judge whether you are getting cheaper click-through rate than the other guy, right? Oh. Of course, there's a quality score which tells you, uh, so there's something called a keyword quality score, which uh, yep. kind of uh, indicates whether your ad should be served higher than the other guy. So if you have got quality scores like seven and above, you're doing all right, don't worry. You won't have the highest impression share or absolute top of the page if Google didn't think you were converting enough. So that by itself is evidence that they're showing you more often because you're most likely converting more often for Google and thereby paying Google more, right? right. So that's one right. way to judge on Google. Uh, with Google Display Network, uh, the metric can be slightly more convoluted and tough. So I usually look at three things. Um, so the number one thing which I look at is I go for placement reports. So I almost never use a smart display campaign. So I don't know, uh, for, for the layman, there are two kinds of display campaigns. You've got your display campaign where you let the algorithm do most of the work. All you're doing is setting up uh, audiences and bits. Uh, whereas the smart, uh, with the more manual kind of campaign, the regular Google display campaigns, you even set up the context and categories where you want to uh, advertise on. Um, in those cases, I would say, um, statistically speaking, uh, if we rely on Sysmic's benchmark, Sysmic is a global uh, measurement company. I think it died in 2019. Uh, uh, but the uh, benchmark, yeah, benchmark rate of CTR at that time was 0 0.20. Now you have WordStream, which releases uh, Google Display Network CTR by category. It's about 0.4 or something like that. So look for that benchmark and try to see if you're hitting above that benchmark. That's number one. Number two, the second thing which you want to look forward to is actually uh, your placement report. So depending on whether you're using video or just static, you will have two kinds of placements. You'll have YouTube placement and you have uh, display or publisher placements. Uh, now, in this case, uh, you don't want to show up. So I usually, you know, I want to diligent basis three to seven days a week uh, once in three or two seven days I usually check out each placement to see if it's actually showing it up in a place which is not a clickbait because yeah. that's wow. uh, costing you money you know uh, and then I uh, so that's the second phase third thing which I do is the audience itself right so ultimately if you're targeting the right audience what you will see on your GA is low bounce rate now low bounce rate is weak so uh, maybe I'll quantify it a little bit uh, when you go down to your Google Analytics traffic, um, you will usually see advertising bounce rates of 90% and above, right? Because so if you're doing well, yeah, because they just come onto the landing page, it's not something relevant they bounce up, right? Yeah. To be honest, uh, if you're doing somewhere around 70 to 80%, you're doing brilliantly well. Oh, if you're doing wow. 80, 80, 80 to 90, you're most likely above average already. Uh, 90 to 95, room for improvement. 95 and above, stop advertising. Right. So wow. 
You see, this, this is really something that a lot of people are actually dying to hear because to be frank, you know, whenever people are running ads on Facebook or whatever, YouTube, or Google and all that, right? I mean, the most often, I mean, I run, I, I, I teach Facebook ads. So the questions that I get often is really like, how should I judge? How should I know whether I'm yeah. doing cool or not? You know, so I think, I think Krishna gives a very, gave a very, very useful and powerful uh, uh, so-called explanation just now whereby, you know, yes, there are industrial benchmarks. But I think what I believe is here is this, you know, somehow you, you, I think you have to just have, have to get started. You have to start throwing money. Of course, I'm not asking you to pour the whole thing to the whole whatever before you know, but the pattern only emerge when you start running ads. All right, that's, that's what we believe in. Now, uh, okay, I just want to quickly bring it up a little bit about our giveaway today because, uh, I mean, let's, let's put it this way. If you are watching this, even if you're watching the replay, okay, uh, up to now, you should put in your, 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 your questions right now. So basically, everybody would have one chance. I want you to quickly give a guess on, as you can, as you can already like hear from this guy, uh, it sounds like, wow, tell me which platform you never touch your hand on. I mean, lay your hands on. Hmm. It's kind of like, okay, uh, now, but, but yet again, he has a number, of course. So I want you to guess how many marketing channels, both online and offline, has Krishna planned with, meaning that he has used, I mean, he has helped a client plan, uh, you know, a customer acquisition on how many platforms? I think that's, that will be the question to ask. So uh, the answer would be announced towards the end of the show. So basically, um, what you're going to get is you're going to get a one-hour session with Krishna. So that's that's a, that's a very useful one because basically you get asked a lot of questions. You can bring up your campaign and say that, hey, uh, how am I doing? You know, you can even ask and say, hey, what should I do? You know, how should I start? Which platform should I be going? And what are the benchmarks? Because, you know, you heard him. He was just coining so many keywords and all these benchmarks and terms and all these terminologies. I, seriously, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like foreign language to me, even though we are digital marketers, but yeah. I specialize in Facebook ads for the past many years, right? So to a lot of, I mean, to me, a lot of all these words are totally stranger. I to stopped me. at GA. <laughs> <And> that's it. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know all these uh, different tracking platforms and all that. Wow. Seriously, Krishna, you are really what Manfred was saying about, you know, seriously. Yes. Yeah. Um, for complicating it, I mean, uh, uh, you know, sometimes you can just forget those third party tools. Just look at your bounce rate, look at the time spent on the site. Yeah. Of course, you wouldn't be asking me, asking me this question if conversions were happening, you know. <laughs> You're asking me this question because maybe the conversions aren't happening, happening anymore. Yeah. Judge, even before most you have data. Which is most of the case, most yeah, of the time. Most of the case, but yeah. when, when they're not spend, let's say, for example, if it's not converting, but I don't, don't know what's wrong, you see, to a lot of people, this is one of the biggest pain because you see, uh, definitely you will know whether there is a result or not, but yeah. you want to find out what can you do to move on, right? So that's mm. that's kind of like the struggle All a lot right. of people are facing. Yeah. Guys, so remember, yeah. yeah, sorry. So before we continue, guys, remember the keyword is this. For this contest is offline and online. Okay. Combined. So, so the num so number is, is going to be significant because it's not just your typical Facebook and uh, Googles and all those things, both offline and online. All right. Sorry, guys. Okay, let me let me give you another clue, right? This guy was coining some platform that I was like, huh? Okay. Even yeah. that, mean around, you have to imagine uh, that 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 complex. So give me the number, mm -hmm. give me the number right now. Type in the comment. Never Section. heard of. Yeah, sort of, you know. So, okay, now uh, let's quickly reel over to the next question over here now. What about scaling? I mean, um, this is okay. kind of like the next question that we have here. 
Uh, let's say we see initial success, you know, in a way. But when should we scale? How do we scale strategically? And how do we know that we have already hit a so-called if there's such thing called a ceiling? Mm. You know, the roof is kind of like not okay. You cannot push anymore. So, what would be your take? What are the telling signs that we can start scaling? Yeah. Yeah. Very good question. I I actually love this question, and I was uh, initially sharing with the team here. Like uh, the reason I'm doing this for over a year and a half because somebody actually asked me to optimize on one attribute, uh, which uh, nobody else does. So this attribute is time. You know, how can you scale mm. fast? And mm, when right. you know it's time to scale, right? So to answer you the first question, when do you know it's time to scale, or when should you scale? Actually, ASAP. As soon as you find an opportunity, capitalize. Don't hold back. Okay. That's the number one flaw because we don't know if demand will exist, especially if you're using channels like SEM. Maybe you have demand today, maybe you won't have it tomorrow, right? So even your demand planner on SEM will tell you some certain trends like which months are active or which months are not. But then macroeconomic situation can change. So don't don't rely on future. If, if you think you're scaling right now, uh, scale away. Now, how do I judge if I'm scaling right now? So I would say a very simple answer. Um, Today, it's impossible to actually do a performance marketing without knowing if that the customer actually converted. Right? It's pure laziness or lack of uh, work to not figure out if the customer was good quality or the customer converted. Right? So let's take those hygiene facts away. So if you are seeing you're getting enough customers and you can actually deliver the demand, go ahead, capitalize. Or if you can actually price up to capitalize, go ahead. So that's your first part of the question. Don't wait. Right. Now to the next question, when do you know, can you have more skill? So I call it a headroom. Hmm. So if you think about headroom in any channel, um, I was actually drawing this. I don't know if it's clearly visible. So it'll, hmm. the curves look like this. Uh, I mean, the y-axis is here, yep. is reach, and this is time. So when you run campaigns long enough, what would happen is on a daily basis, the incremental reach of the campaign will start to decline. So even before your conversion happens, so I use reach instead of conversions for a simple factor. Uh, there are B2B businesses where maybe it takes you about two weeks to close a customer, right? So do you wait for two weeks? You don't necessarily have to wait for two weeks, right? For a platform like Facebook, Google Display Network, LinkedIn, where you have reach numbers available to you, look for the incremental reach by day for your given budget. If it starts to reduce, you know you're already reaching a peak. You're not actually getting newer audiences for your campaign, number one. Number two, your frequency ratio will start to increase. Now, very easy. If you, if you run a campaign for long enough time, let's say you run a stable campaign for two months, you might have a frequency ratio of 2.3 with whatever CPA and what's it on, right? But then you start to scale your budget up. You will start to see your CPA go up frequency ratios increase whereas your reach per day go down that's your signal oh. you're reaching a peak up already right this is more valid for platform which actually don't tell you what's your curve you know when you're um, when you have to spend incrementally high amount of budget to get more leads right now platform like google has a google performance planner where you can actually see this very clearly they call it a performance planner you can actually go in today on google AdWords, and you'll be able to, you know, if you run your activity for two months uh, or three months, Google has enough data based on your keywords to tell you if you are reaching that endpoint, right? Let's say you don't have that data. Then I would say use, in general, 80% impression share for your category, assuming your keywords are correct or accurate, 
for search engine marketing is already a good point to start thinking about other platforms. You know, so SEM is just unique, so it has to be handled differently. Um, Google Display Network, of course, uh, AdWords will give you the indicator, but other platform where you have reach and frequency numbers, uh, you know, if you don't want to rely on CPA, because CPA sometimes tends to be, uh, how to say, it? tends to change based on, yeah, yeah. based on like other competitive activity too. So mm -hmm. you want to measure the reach ratios. So for SEM is you will look at your impression share Correct. for each and keyword or combination of keywords. Okay, understood. Correct. Correct. Wow, wow. But I can see, I mean, Krishna, it's, you know, we, that clearly, we can clearly see that you're very strong in terms of the analytical and especially very much skewed towards the SEM. You know, I'm not saying that you're not good in other platforms, but I, to be very frank, right, you look at it, look, looking at it because I definitely resonate because you see, uh, whatever the metrics you're talking about, the frequency and all this kind of thing, you will look at the same same thing on Facebook as well. When exactly. when you're looking at the exactly. numbers coming up, it's kind of like really you're hitting the ceiling, and we need to stop scaling. We need to bring it back down. Now, um, we and this kind of are the things that a lot of people are not sure about. The things that people are not clear about, you know, when it comes to about scaling and looking for the platform. So, uh, I just want to quickly bring it over to our, you know, the next question over here. It looks like we have, we are, we are, we will be kind of like having quite, you know, we're not having enough questions at the moment. But I think it's cool. Basically, what we can do is I think we have a lot more questions coming I, I, in, in my head right now. But before yeah. that, let's finish whatever in mind. So now, I think you will bring back to, really, I want to bring back to the scenario where people are starting out. Now, of course, if you're talking about starting out right now, it's a bit too late already. It's like a third round of third wave one in Malaysia right now. So if you still haven't started changing a direction or looking into turning online, I think you're really, really late. But yeah, having said that, there are still people. There are still people who's looking at that. Okay, finally, I've decided. You know, this is already like a year now. I want to go online. <laughs> now, share with us, Krishna. What are the mistakes that to avoid for these people? Well, several. Uh, there are always several mistakes. Uh, the biggest mistake, and I think we spoke about it. Sometimes people don't set goals on GA, so they rely totally on the conversion metrics that look at uh, Facebook or Google or whatsoever. I think that's your number one mistake. Rely on your GA metrics instead of your platform metrics. Uh, number one. Number two. Um, you mean you should rely on GA instead of platform? Or correct. Yeah. That's right. Okay. That's right. Right. That's number one. Number two. Ultimately. Every campaign's algorithm requires certain set of data uh, before it can algorithmically perform. So example, when you do a mobile app acquisition campaign, you need at least 20 conversions. This is free iOS, by the way. Yep. So 20 conversions is minimum that you need before the campaign can be called, you know, before you start to fiddle with the campaign. Right? Now, uh, this is straight from Facebook. Uh, so I'm trying to get away from Google because I spoke a lot about Google. So I'm going to try and speak about Facebook now. So I have had access with Facebook uh, advertising managers. So usually what they suggest is when you first start your campaigns, start with three creatives, two ad sets, and enough budget to cover for 50 conversions in a 14-day period. So anything outside of it is a mistake, right? That's number one. That's on Facebook. And then uh, on Facebook, I would also say don't uh, be afraid to try cost-controlled strategies. That's another mistake which I see. People always go for lowest cost. I would say rather, if you are not sure of how much you want to pay for a customer, have an estimated cost in your head 
let's say a customer pays you $100 and you're willing to spend $90 to get this one customer, given that you don't spend uh, any other money to service him, try with $90 in case you're not able to acquire customers. Uh, so they don't test enough. That's another mistake which they make quite often. Um, and then I found like sometimes uh, most of the campaigns run on automotive, like uh, they, they're not looking at uh, the data diligently every week or two weeks, right? So that's another mistake which I think you should prevent. It's not a mistake, it's rather a lack of diligence. Um, then um, another thing which I also frequently see is creative refresh for the sake of refresh, right? So I keep hearing about uh, clients um, telling me like, oh, it's been three weeks, we have been running this creative, should we change it? Actually. Uh, there's a way to measure it. I try to look for creative fatigue and creative half-life. Again, I won't talk about it. It's a, it's a number or it's a, there's enough insight available on the internet. Basically, you're trying to look at the drop in response rates. That's when you know like uh, this creative needs to be changed. Before that, don't invest. Uh, that's another, you know, you're spending too much money and creative, but not enough on uh, your campaigns. Uh, then you have mix of uh, budget. So sometimes, uh, let's say if a client has $1,000 budget, they will spend uh, more than 50% of it in production, but you know, just 30 or 40% in distribution or amplification of the content or creative. I think that's another mistake which should be avoided. So statistically speaking, your mix should be about 30, 70 or 40, 60. Uh, it shouldn't be like creative or content take more of it. So that's another mistake I see. Uh, then, I mean, there's a lot of uh, other smaller mistakes I have seen, but you know, I'm just These telling you what- good, Seriously, thank you so much, Chris. Now, because yeah. another thing that I wanted to quickly, yeah, yeah, I'm afraid. Is that no, sorry, I just want to interrupt a bit. Uh, the, the, the cost cap thing, uh, say, example, yeah. you are willing to spend $100. Uh, based on my experience itself, uh, a lot of time, uh, you will never reach $100. One, uh, you always underspend. It always without fear underspend. The budget you set for it, uh, you always underspend. So, say, example, if you know you, 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 yeah. you are willing to spend $100 to get a customer and you always underspend, do I really go and tune it up? Make it maybe $200 so that uh, you, you will spend more? You're talking uh, about Facebook, right? Yeah, Facebook, yes. Yeah. So almost every platform has a cost cap in certain different names uh, or variations. Uh, right. uh, so ultimately, uh, you have many variables to choose from. There's a creative variable. There's a line item or target item, uh, target audience variable. So mm -hmm. maybe you want to try different audiences. Mm -hmm. And there's a structured uh, element to it, meaning uh, let's say if you're using $100 for the entire campaign, Perhaps you want to try a reach and frequency campaign layered with a conversion campaign. So your audience is not necessarily cold. Mm -hmm. So there's various elements you can try. I don't think uh, your only option is to just go above 100. That's not necessarily the only strategy. Mm -hmm. uh, this discussion is extremely contextual. So look at your data again. Look at your target audience. Look at each and every aspect. If you are tightly controlling your audience definition, maybe the CPM is too high. So the algorithm judges that they are not going to make profit. They are not going to deliver your ads at all. Yeah, I mean, I just uh, want to quickly retouch a little bit because uh, Christopher was just sharing with me about his recent experiment. You know, Christopher, the guy with, the, you know, the Shopify guy, you know, the guy crazy experimented, the guy. So uh, he recently experimented uh, uh, two ad sets running, uh, one on big cap, the other one on cost cap. He said cost cap seems to be able to give him a more stable one, but ultimately what well, we understand the cost cap and big cap is, you know, big cap is for you to really scale you know, when you're having understanding issue like what Manfred was saying then you can use that to push and uh, our usual practice is you can push it out to double no problem because it doesn't mean that you're gonna spend that much anyway you're just sending right. an indicator there's that no direct uh relationship with cost 
Correct. It doesn't because at the end of the day, it's still the CPM, it's still the market demand and supply uh, me me right. mechanism that is deciding. But you're just sending a signal, hoping that you'll be, you know, you're a bit higher. It's about the bidding part. But cost cap recently, I think. I mean, according to the book, you know, cost cap is something that you should use when you are uh, when you want a more predictable result. That's so it. what? Yeah, I think yes. I think I think yeah. It, seriously, uh, uh, Christopher just just sharing with me. He said. Cost cap does give him a very good cost per acquisition result. So yeah, something if you already know, I think this is really something for those season or somebody who have been doing this for a while that you know that okay, your cost per sign up is about this. Then I don't want to go further than that. And you can try going for cost cap. But I want to quickly touch base about the first mistake that Krishna was mentioning just now, right? Uh, yes, totally agree. Because recently we know this iOS fourteen point five issue. And the whole world was kind of like go rah rah about it. Why? Because wow, I lost this. I, I don't get this and all this. You know, to be frank, like what Krishna was saying, you probably have problem because you're not setting up your GA pipe. You know, the growth of your Google Analytics. Uh, and Krishna was also saying that if you are not able to know whether your ads bring you result in real time in this current time, you're just being lazy. You know, you're just not doing the tracking work of the setting up the framework in the correct way. So you should know whether the ads is getting you clicks. You should know the ads is, you know, whether it's getting you result and all that. You shouldn't rely on single tracking platform. So when you have all these things set up, like we've been talking about UTM um, and all these things, when, when, when you have all this set up, you shouldn't have issue. So the iOS 14 is just a reporting delay. We were just discussing about that, right? Um, and Fred, in, in, in mm -hmm. Yeah, doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. I mean, what's wrong with that, right? At the end of the day, if everything is well-tracked, I don't think it's an issue. But right. GA will have captured the data already because it lands on the website. Correct. Yeah. So that's the other way Correct. now. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Okay. So if you I use think... UTM parameters, like UTM yes. source equal to, for example, paid social or social, and UTM medium equal to whatever placement you're using, followed by whatever, right? Your GA will tell you, like, these guys came today or maybe in the last 30 minutes from this particular channel and conversion happened, Correct. right? Yeah. So it, it is, in fact, a lot more reliable compared to whatever. I'm not saying that Facebook, Facebook analytics or Facebook data is not reliable. It's just that we need right. to have a backup, you know, at least we know. Hmm. Facebook right. analytics got to close at the end of June. No? Analytics is going away, and then uh, of course we know that the audience insights is also going away. You know, well, that's uh, why I, I, I've, I've got to tell you something interesting about Facebook, right? I, I really sure, uh, love this. So let's assume, right? Uh, I mean, uh, I've done various campaigns for my clients. So again, this is about a CBO. CBO gets used so often, right? So. I didn't know which target audience would work for my client, so I used a lookalike, which they gave me. I used the uh, audience they have used, and I used three custom audience, which are based on demographics and behaviors on Facebook. To simplify it, let's just say I have two audiences. Let's say moms, and let's say newly married, right? And let's take the context of Singapore, right? Usually, if you have a child, you have almost married. You know, you're definitely married. You know, that's the case, right? So there's very limited overlap between the audience, right? So I started mm. this campaign on Facebook on CPO, CBO, and obviously uh, remember three, three creative rules. So you have three creatives, each with a different headline. The creative is more or less same. It's just the headline is different or more custom created for the audience. So it speaks to the audience, right? So Facebook, what <laughs> Facebook insights does, remember analytic platforms or algorithms are designed by humans. They can't really judge everything for you, right? 
So it so happened after running the campaign for seven days, uh, the client panicked and called me. At, mm. you know, and said, hey Krishna, you know I've got a you know analytics on campaign overview saying on Facebook like uh, you should consolidate your audiences. I'm like why? Oh. Because it's because it says like uh, you could get more conversions based on uh, consolidating your asset. I'm like all right, all right, hold on. Let, let, allow me to explain. So I, I said let me get back to you tomorrow. So all I did was I went back to office next day. I drew up my cost per each chart and whatsoever, and I explained to him look. The way it works is very simple. They do see like there are three different uh, similar images. So all they're telling is just uh, do the headline one and headline two, put them together and let us optimize. But actually, if you just think about it, it's already on CBO. The only difference between the two campaigns is the target item. So whichever audience is available and will convert, Facebook will optimize to it, right? So all I'm trying to say is sometimes use your brain. Uh, you don't have to necessarily uh, measure the data is the reach increasing? Nothing, you know, nothing like that happened. Big audiences, and you know, just use your data. Just use common sense to um, judge whether the recommendation given to you by algorithm is true. And it, this happened in Google as well, by the way, right? So, I have a fintech client. Um, they do insurance valuation for commercial assets, right? So when I launched the campaign, uh, I saw insights coming in saying that you might want to bid for. Uh, and they are asking me to bid for real estate valuations, right? Like because in Singapore, when you buy and sell, you have to get a valuer and so on and so forth. But that's not a category I'm invested in. So every algorithm gives you certain insights based on how they design. Ultimately, you have to use your own brain and judge if it is true or not. Um, you know, and then implement it. Don't don't follow it blindly. It doesn't work. You know, I totally and don't panic. Don't panic. Exactly the thing, but. Seriously, because I, I I cannot blame you know all these advertisers. I cannot blame them because it's yeah they are putting the money in, so they can always feel the pain when it's not working. Then they'll be like, okay, something is not right. I need to do something about it. And especially when it's coming from Facebook, you know they receive an email right or notification on Facebook and all that yeah. saying that huh, you have this, you need to do that. I I don't know whether should I blame Facebook or not. You know, <laughs> they're trying to <laughs> we give us blame them. Data. Yeah, we can't blame them because, it, like for example, one of the most frequently asked questions that I get: learning limited. You know, you know, you know that thing. <laughs> oh my god! I was like the learning limited thing. I mean, it really uh, scares yeah. people. To be frank, it really scares people. Good. You know, but, but I understand that they are trying to help because they are trying to give you some hits up that look. <laughs> you know, then this thing, but. I totally agree with Krishna. Sometimes, as long as, yeah, sorry. I was going to say, like, I have a client which scaled 10 times in the last year that I've been serving him. Okay. And he has been operating Facebook. I've been doing Facebook for him for six months, um, you know, last six months, because we were initially Google and GDN. Uh, you won't believe me, I've never had an ad set which has learned. All the ad sets are learning limited. Yet we get leads from Facebook and they close. <laughs> Yeah. So, wow, yes, I've seen that. Totally agree. I think that's the most important thing. As long as your ad is giving you results, is performing and getting you whatever sales or leads or conversions and all that, right? As long as it's doing fine, I mean, leave it alone. <laughs> leave it alone. Just keep it there. Don't panic. Totally agree with Krishna because these are all seriously. These are just some whatever algorithm triggered kind of like <laughs> notification and whatnot just to confuse you, but. It gets it gets more now, you know. It actually gets more complicated right now. Things are like, for example, recently we have a lot of uh, creative fatigue issues coming up in, in our campaigns because I have a I have a client that spends about close to two hundred thousand a month 
usually within within weeks and within days, uh, they were, they were, they, they might hit into creative fatigue. But I yeah. want to touch base about CBO. Sorry, yeah. I want to skew a little bit yeah. to the to the Facebook yeah. ad side already. CBO, I have been seeing some really like mixed result with CBO right now. But why mix? Yeah. What makes you? What makes you? You know, use CBO. So the only time I use CBO is uh, when I don't know which audience will work, right? Or I okay. don't have a variable which I know will perform, right? The idea about CBO is to control certain variables that you give to the algorithm and let it optimize on the variables you have configured, right? For example, uh, you have line item or TA1, TA2 with a cost cap of A and B of different se segments. You ultimately want to give the control. So algorithm is not something you want to beat. Take it as your frenemy. You know, it could be a friend or your enemy, whatever you want to think of it. Right? Ultimately, you want to give the control to the algorithm and see which ad set learns fast, right? So if I see like based on my cost cap changes or what's not, let's say if the TA1 learns already and sees enough reach the CPA is good. What I would do is actually I'll take it out and put it into its own regular campaign where it will have a dedicated home and dedicated budget. And I'll use CBO for other things. So it's just right. for me to use the time and budget given by the camp by the plant by the by the advertiser to get more variables in my control instead of leaving it at uh, algorithm control. That's about it. So you yeah. are using CBO as a discovery process. And then okay. once once they have given you the right signal from the ads, you then break them up, and then then you go manual, and you control. Right. Okay, okay. Correct. That makes sense. Sorry, please. Because ultimately, we we have very limited tools to figure out uh, what's the size of the algorithm. You know, what's the size of the audience? What's the conversion ratios for the category? This these kind of uh, information is not available. So we have to figure out a way to discover stuff fast. You know. For the given budget and time, I can't wait forever. You know, I agree. I guess I agree. unless you are Apple, where you spend a hundred million ad budget, then Facebook will reach out to you and uh, they give you access to more data. Apparently, that's the case. For it is not necessarily, but they, they, it might happen. It might happen. I would say it, it does. They do. Actually, yeah. it does happen. It does happen. Yes. So I have a Facebook account manager on one client at the moment, and. Uh, during my time in Dentsu, I still have that chart with me. I used to operate on a client that was spending $10,000 per day on Facebook. Hmm. So Facebook allocates you a regular account manager who will actually talk to you. Uh, they will even deliver some free products for you. So it does happen. Andrew is totally accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We have an interesting question. I mean, it's not a question. Okay. It's a statement coming from the audience, coming from Sri. He's saying learning limited won't let ads move instead of leads the high cost. I think, okay, in this case, right, I think we need more information from Street because um, I would say at the end of the day, right, if it's leading it to high cost, you see now you're actually talking about two contradicting issues here. You're saying that the learning limited is not letting your ads move. That means that you're underspending. Then it's not really about the learning limited issue. It's about the audience. It could be. It's about some other issues that might be coming in. So when you say it doesn't let the ad move, then it shouldn't be leading to high cost because you are saying that you're not letting the ad move, meaning that you're not spending. It should be underspending. When you underspend, then how can all this leads to high cost? I mean, I would. This is a very interesting statement. This is what I want to say, and I think we will we would definitely love to discuss further on this one if you can give us more information, Sri. But uh, yeah, fill us in with more information. Okay, uh, we have any insights on this one, Krishna? <laughs> no, he actually said no, right? like this. It's, it's like kind of like when the ads don't move. Yeah. 
Brands have to deliver reach. The first thing in your funnel is actually reach, followed by impressions, clicks, and thereby. Yeah. So it, it, it may not be just about the learning limited issue already. It could be because of your, yeah, there are many angles to look at this, but interesting. Fellas, with more information, we will bring it up for discussion. But guys, remember, we have a quick year already. Now, if you're watching this right now, all I want you to actually guess uh, how many marketing platforms combining online and offline uh, that Krishna has actually helped his client plan on. You know, so I already put it up at the bottom over here. So yes. all you need to do is just type in a number. Everybody only got one chance, lah. Basically, you type in your number. Just guess how many platforms or so how many channels that he has worked on, and then the winner will walk away with a one-hour session with Krishna, where you can ask him any questions. I think up to now, you already know that this guy is dead crazy, serious, technical, and deep with with deep knowledge in 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 a lot of things. So, so three, if you want, uh, if you want to. Get your question answered. Just now that Jason brought it up, and get question answered. Oh yeah, man! Put in your oh, put in your answers. You know, spend an hour with him. He will solve your learning limited. Well, I tell you, whatever problem or soft, I think it should be. So basically, that's what you want. Answer yeah. fine. I mean, put in your answer so that we know. Uh, you know, so that you can guess. So, so we will actually reveal the question, uh, the answer towards the end of the show, and uh, it's already coming up. Like another ten, ten minutes, minutes to go. go. Ten, ten minutes, minutes to go. go. I want to bring it up. The last questions. Okay, now. Maybe we just pick maybe two to three platforms that pick, but Krishna, I leave it to you. Now, how do we how do we set prop KPI? And you know, you probably can pick two plat two to three platforms. I I think two is good enough. How do we set the proper KPI to track the effectiveness of our, whether it's getting us what we want or not? So I think uh, when it comes to KPI, it's not really about effectiveness. It's your ability to deliver on the KPI and getting enough of it or volume on it. So I'll take an example, and I will take actually two platform again. I'll take Facebook and Instagram, and your regular UAC, for example. Right? So the story goes um, as such. So we were doing the UAC app campaign, um, and uh, the goal was to get a registered customer, meaning uh, an install doesn't count. We were we were sending back codes on registration. Uh, what had happened is we had ran this particular setup on both Google and uh, Facebook for about three months. And we were seeing a increase in the cost per acquisition on a daily basis. Right now, the idea basically what's happening is the client's only running performance marketing for them. There's not enough brand cover. So what's happening is basically your pool from which you can take the users is depleting faster than you're fulfilling it. Right. So the algorithms cannot deliver at a lower cost. Right. So at this moment in time, we had to do something uh, to take this limited budget of our and want to scale. Right. And uh, branding as an activity was again. This was a Japanese plant, and they were not, um, you know, interested to do Japan, uh, branding as an activity. So what I did was I actually asked them about the demographic and psychographic information of the customers they have. Right? So what I mean by that is this is a new platform, new product. They had uh, they used to get about 300 registrations per day. I have a chart and I have the data. Uh, they were spending about. Uh, I won't tell you the number, but they were spending a decent amount of budget um, per day. Now, how do I scale on it, right? Um, I actually took the demographic information, I took the psychographic information, and I found the most like-to-like -like definitions available on Facebook and Instagram. And instead of uh, targeting cost per registration, I actually started targeting cost per install. Now, before I started doing cost per install, what I did is we, we used to have AppsFlyer, which used to monitor um, 
conversion ratios between install and registration uh, for each of the advertising line items. So we knew like on Facebook, 35% uh, were installs were converting to registration. So we knew that information, right? So in essence, if I'm able to get exactly the same number of installs with a cost per install campaign with a 35% assumed benchmark of conversion from install to conversion, I should do a better, I should be able to increase the optimization of that, the cost efficiency of my campaign. Now, why do I say that? Cost per registration is a harder activity to do for the algorithm, whereas a CPR is a better activity to do. Of course, I'm not giving it a blanket, like find CPA among anyone. I'm telling you which audiences to target. So I'm, I'll give you the numbers. Uh, it took me about three weeks, but uh, at the end of three and a half weeks, uh, this is a multi-thousand dollar campaign per day. Um, I ended up getting about 400 registrations per day for the same account. So wow. what I'm trying to tell you here is very simple. Um, ultimately, what the algorithm does for you, or rather is supposed to do, is if a person is willing to convert for your business today, it's supposed to find that person for you, right? Um, right? And you don't necessarily need a target audience for it, right? But if you know your customer accurately and you target them, sometimes even for a cost for reach kind of campaign, it works. It's just about knowing your target audience well enough. You know? So <laughs> when it comes to proper KPI, start with the most important KPI. If it doesn't work, try to go a little bit above in the funnel, but you know, don't start with those uh, impression or traffic kind of campaigns. Slowly wow. and steadily try and test it out. Um, it, it always works. Yeah. That's, that's a very interesting insight. I would, I would definitely agree with that, but uh, to be frank, it all also have to come back, you know, to your campaign and see uh, at the end of the day, because Krishna was using a UAC or what the cost for registration or cost for uh, install so kind of thing. This one was right? an example for Facebook. Uh, Facebook, Facebook and right. So 300 yeah. Okay. okay, so you have to really look at, because different scenario, you know, you probably are driving people to the conversion on the side and all this kind of yeah. thing. But yes, I, I will agree with that. If the, the hardest conversion is not happening, we move to the, the next, you know, upper layer right. of the funnel. Okay, now street came back. Yeah, yeah. Street came back though. So let's mm. let's bring this out. I think this is a very interesting discussion. So Street was saying, okay, so his learning limited doesn't allow the ads to move. Okay, mm. and then uh, okay, so what's the ideal ideal number? Ideal, 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 ideal. Okay, okay. I think it's the so, two things. So first thing first, maybe yeah. we come to this. Chris, now what is your take? So uh, when it comes to ideal, again, new business versus old business. If you have enough seed audience, you start with the look like that's your one. And you create another one which is converted. So lookalike of converters, lookalike of leads is uh, the perfect audience to start with if you already have some data. But if you don't have that enough data, what you do is whatever conversions you have got in the past, try to just interview your customers and figure out what they do on, online. You know, it could be on a survey. You could just talk to them and you can figure out what kind of properties they search, uh, what kind of things they view. You can uh, get the demographic information from them. It's really easy. I would start with three actually, and I'll use CBO to discover. So I would say two to three line items or target items on Facebook is enough. Um, and as for which one is working or which one is not working, let CBO help you out over there. You don't have to manually control the spending per day on each asset. Uh, at the end of two or three weeks or whenever, you know, you will what, what you should see actually. Uh, let me explain what happens when you do a CBO. And let's say Facebook is not efficiently able to find enough audience for one to three. What you'll see is maybe the one which 
keep on delivering, the Facebook will keep on delivering on that asset. But at a certain point, the cost will be higher for that asset. So assets two will start delivering. So that's your best. Uh, so when I say two, I don't mean two in sequence. I mean, let's say A and C. The second one. Then yeah. When, yeah, whichever the random number, yeah. right? And uh, then maybe we, we, we as a car, car asset will be easier to understand. BMW, Correct. Mercedes, Audi, etc. Yeah, one of exactly. So first one, which is easiest to deliver, will start to deliver, and once it reaches a cost cap or a place where algorithm doesn't make enough money, the second best audience will start delivering. And the same behavior wow. will, will repeat until the algorithm comes to a status quo, meaning it has come to a point where the cost uh, across all the three assets is equivalent. It takes a long time to reach that point, you know. Mm. So most likely you will have that answer. Actually, once you know already your asset A is delivery, um, there's no need to compare anymore. With you. you discover which audience, bring it out, you know. Reduce one variable from the algorithm to optimize on. Right. So I hope the I performing one, take it out, or the performing take it out? Performing, I mean, either way, right? Performing, performing one. Performing Rely on the performing one because uh, the non performing one is based on not delivering of ads you know so it's not really uh it's not really a failure it's basically nothing has happened so how do you know it's failed or not right so you're uh, performing or you take it out uh, the performing one take it out yeah. operate on it and let the cbo work on the others yeah krishna one mentioned what he mentioned is actually he he actually has a three weeks duration a lot of people that i know two three days in fact i myself also make this, this mistake so when you do this kind of testing give sufficient timing that's very important uh, I can I can do a statistical for you. So uh, the way to do it, uh, not on a day perspective, uh, should be on a statistics perspective. Actually, cool. if let's say you know the cost per acquisition for your campaigns, uh, and let's say you have three line items, and assume the cost per acquisition for three target items is same, you should at least allocate three into fifty into cost of acquisition as your budget to the campaign. You know. So if let's say it's ten dollars per acquisition across all the three assets, that's thirty dollars already. Yeah, thirty into fifty, fifteen hundred dollars. So that's the number you should allocate at least to the campaign, you know, and then let it run. See how much it is spending on a daily basis. If you don't have time, you might want to increase. You know, if you put a cap in, you might want to increase or you might want to reduce one variable variable away. So you just have two variables to optimize on. That's so the CBO, way to. Yeah. Yeah. So CBO is also contingent of you need to have sufficient or so-called slightly above budget in order to in order to get it working. Correct. And and I, I forgot to mention a point. I usually almost never use a lifetime budget campaign. Oh. Uh, not never use a daily budget campaign. I'm sorry, my bad there. So I almost oh. always use a lifetime budget campaign by the wow. Yeah, Krishna, one more yeah. thing. Just now what you mentioned is you are suggesting for three assets, how much budget to a $10 acquisition? How much again? So at least 50 acquisitions per asset. Yeah, correct, 50. So so that the campaign... Your daily your daily itself roughly will be how much again? Sorry, I didn't catch your number. I usually do 10, but most clients are comfortable with two or three times that acquisition. So. Okay, okay. Oh, so it doesn't deliver... 10 times. 10 times because you know you are supposed to monitor it on a daily or by day you know twice a day basis anyways right, right. so if you see it's delivering 10 times you it's yeah. spending entire budget it's a no-brainer take it out from the campaign mm. you know it's going to deliver okay, right. working. okay. Yeah. understood right right so i think these are all very interesting insights you know uh 
good good learning from Chris from Chris mm. now over here. Now I think it's about time that we need to actually quickly do our website wow. of the week. So give okay. us a bit of time, Chris Hang in there before you yeah. announce your winner, yeah? yeah? Because we have a couple of people already like kind of like submitted the answer, so we will do the thing. But for before that, uh, because it's our it's our normal thing to do, you know, our friend here, Manfred, is gonna bring up one website of the week. Website. Okay. One of more the minute week. to enter your numbers and win an hour with Krishna. Wow. Yeah, you can Manfred still enter his. your number as in like how many online or off and offline marketing platforms that Krishna plan with. You know, yes. so so basically we're gonna we're gonna announce the winner in a bit, but uh Manfred, okay now yep. Manfred okay. is already to you. on the screen. Okay. So that's uh quick bot. Okay, what's Q-bot. that? Okay, uh this is a uh paraphrasing tool. Sometimes oh. you have certain articles. I use quite a lot, but I come across this one I wish I kind of like it. So say example, if we try a sample text, we put what you want to change this session, then you can adjust the the, the the degree, see, less changes is more accurate. There are more changes. Of course, the ultimate one, you have to pay. Lah. So then you will just change, paraphrase, thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's even tools here. You can change accordingly, you see. Wow. All right. Oh, this wow, is for copywriting, man. Yeah, oh, this yeah. cool, man. Yeah. So... So a lot of things you can copy right. the sentence and uh, so forth. So you can see here, vocabulary enhancement, find the right uh, signals, then uh, plug into writing tools that you already use, trusted by many people. Okay, uh, Jason, if you don't mind, help me to put this one inside both YouTube and uh, Facebook. It's I haven't tried, yeah, I haven't tried some other stuff like the summarizer. This one you can try out. I haven't tried it before. So okay. it's quite a powerful tool. Uh, Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, even I haven't do premium yet, no. So I, I found this very interesting. I, okay. I, I think I'll actually quickly test it out later on, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is useful. Thanks, thanks, Manfred. Now yeah. uh okay, now Krishna, over to you. How many marketing platforms that you have planned with? Please give us the answer. We have a few. Okay, well, that, uh so the exact answer is eleven actually. I mean, eleven. 11. Okay, eleven. It's 13, 11. but two do have got obsolete or not necessarily redundant, you know, relevant anymore. So I don't know if you guys remember freestanding insert in Malaysia. It's very common. Uh-huh. 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 Wow. Okay. No, no. Use, I mean, oh, you so don't, don't have it? I don't know. I don't think it's. Okay, I don't think it's I've utilized stopped, anymore. Stop subscribing newspaper for like three years, like, So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, not very really relevant so much. So yeah. Thirteen is okay. the real answer, but yeah. What's the other one aside from uh, insert? The other one that so called direct? Uh, direct mailer. So, direct mail used to be uh, often planned. Uh, we don't use like now you've got SyncPost, you can just uh, send letters to SyncPost or you can hire some guy to actually go and put stuff into letterboxes. So, yes. it's no more yeah. a planning activity. It's so easy to do. You can you know do it without planning. It's still the same cost. You plan it, it's more costly. Okay. Yeah, okay. So I think at the moment we have no winner, but I guess let's do it closest? this way. Closest, closest is Chiwai say ten. Chiwai, yeah. Okay. Chiwai saying ten. So do you want to give him? Yes, of course. Yeah, no okay, no, so Chiwai is the closest answer, yeah. and he is the winner. But uh, oh, on top of that, right? Answer. I think Krishna, you have some consolation prizes. Oh, I got consolation on that. Sure, I'm happy. Uh, yeah, yeah. So let's let's any... do a half an hour. 
Yeah, yeah okay, okay, that's cool. Now, if TY will win one hour, so anyone else who have already commented and put in your answer, you have uh, half an hour, okay? Uh, all you need to do is very simple. I'm putting uh, Krishna's website in right now. Uh, okay, so you can go and visit can, him uh, and get yeah, in touch with him. him. Yeah, yeah, reach out to him and, uh, you know, to claim your prizes. And just to, just to of course, just to get biggest biggest brain on whatever that you're doing right now you know seriously uh -huh. when it comes to uh all this customer acquisition all right i think that's all we have for today seriously learn a lot from you krishna thank you so much for joining uh, thank us you for thank you so much for all the insightful sharings and all the you know seriously jam-packed with a lot of learning and uh hopefully we can have you come on board soon to really discuss on some other topics which manfred recommended uh yep let's stay in touch and let's keep in touch and thank you so much guys for tuning in today and uh, this is the tree marketing show remember we do this every wednesday night so all you need to do is very simple you just come up you know, and join us over here on facebook or youtube okay and uh, we're gonna go live at 10 p.m on wednesday night so this is episode 35 we plan wow. to do 100 we'll see yes, you next week we will do 100 and, yep this is jason i have, I have krishna here who is our guest and manfred and Andrew, basically, we will see you next week in our three market day show. Thank you, guys. See you Thanks next week. Well. Well. Yeah. All right, thank you, guys. Yeah, thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank, thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bye.